What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, I sat down with a second-year agent who has doubled her volume or is on pace to do that despite the potentially declining market. And by the way, we're shooting this podcast at our Hyperfast Agent Mastermind in Colorado Springs. Welcome to the show, Krista Acri. All right, Krista, welcome to the show today. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to tell your story to our listeners and the people watching today because you've been able to double your volume, double your amount of transactions on pace to do that in 2022, mm-hmm. uh, in just your second year in the business. And for you know many agents actually right now, it's kind of a scary time. So walk us through how you started off so quickly and what you've done to double your transaction pace in 2022? Well, so basically I started uh, in 2020 in October, couldn't really get um, any traction. So I started Hyperfast in December of that same year. Um, I've been with, no, I haven't. Sorry, I need to start over. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, So, I joined Hyperfast in 2021. I got 10 transactions in my first year. Um, basically, my goal then was just to kind of learn real estate, kind of figure out if it was going to be for me. Um, I started using YLoco at the recommendation of Hyperfast in 2022. So I am on pace to um, double my volume, um, hopefully more than that from last year. Really, it's just been about follow-up making sure that I stay on task and have kind of a blocked schedule and just keep moving forward. Yeah, I think that's important for all agents to hear is the the follow-up, the consistency, which I know you have. You know, there's so many different like lead sources out there, right? SOI, open houses, expired, you know, Google ads, PPC, realtors, LO, all that, right? There's, There's tons of them, but the one thing that's true is that none of them work if you don't have consistent follow-up. Absolutely. So I would say every time I get a new lead, I make myself a little plan to contact them. Um, I try to do the most of my contacts in the first week or two, and then I kind of space them out every two weeks and just make sure that I make the time to make those calls. So you're so early on when a new lead comes in, you're hitting them multiple times in a week, right? Mm-hmm. Try to get their attention at least four right away, times. gain that mind share, but then you put them on a more sustainable plan after that first week or two. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Yeah, absolutely. And usually, like it kind of depends on what their timeline is, because I get leads that come in that their timelines in six months to nine months to a year, and then I get some that need to buy right away. So I just have kind of tailored my timelines to fit what they need from me. Do you, do you believe like the six or the 12 months or do you maybe cut that time in half? I cut it in half because life changes, right? And our clients don't necessarily know if something's going to be different. So I just keep trying to stay top of mind. So when that change comes, I'm ready and able to help them. Yeah. It'd be, um, I think it'd be a lot better to be early, right? And that follow up and then be late. Like if they, all of a sudden they're. That raise came sooner or some life situation happened and they wanted to move quicker. Um, Because a lot of times too, I think that they 
the buyers will tell agents a little bit longer of a timeline just to give themselves more time, feel less pressure, right? So I, th I think sometimes like, people will say six to 12 months because it's, it's not so far off that they can't imagine it not happening. Like they want to be in a new, newer house or bigger house or different location, right? Um, but it's not close enough that, to like put pressure on them to actually do it. So I think sometimes it's just like a mental thing. Hold that thought for a second. Did you know I've been involved in developing and building hundreds of homes? And did you know that we take partner investors in our deals? If you want to learn about new opportunities that we have for real estate investors, go to my Instagram account, it's the Dan Lesniak, and send me a direct message. Again, if you want to learn about my next opportunities for real estate investor partners, go to my Instagram at ddanlesniak and send me a direct message. Yes, absolutely. And in my market, so I'm in Santa Fe and Albuquerque, New Mexico, we have a lot of people moving from other states. And those timelines are always kind of variable and they change constantly. We have Los Alamos National Labs, we have um, Kirtland Air Force Base, so we have a lot of transient people and their projects change all the time. So sometimes they have to come earlier, they have to stay later. So I have to be um, just ready to be flexible with with what they have as far as timelines go. What, the, what does the follow-up look like? Is it phone, text, email? Yeah, so typically I try to get uh, in touch voice-to-voice -voice first because I think I do better that way. Um, then I try text and email. Obviously, if I'm gonna call somebody, I, they've usually clicked on a PPC ad so they know that they're signing up to talk to a realtor. Um, so I try to call first. I always follow that with a text so they know that that was me calling and not just like some spam number or something. Um, and then I follow up with an email and then I call them usually three, two to three days later again. And I follow that up with a text and an email. Typically I'm getting people on the phone in that first week at least one time. Um, sometimes it's to schedule another meeting. Sometimes they're just like, hey, I just wanted to look, you know. But most of the time, I'm able to get a meeting out of it. How do you keep track of the follow-up? What I use follow-up boss. Okay, so you're in follow-up boss, mm -hmm. and then you've just got plans in there that you've tweaked or customized to. Yeah, so I've made my own email templates just so people. Um, I want it to sound like me, not like a normal form email. Right. It needs to sound like the person they're talking to, and I just set that up to send out to them. At first, it starts like every other day while they're getting the calls, and then after we've made contact, it, it, it kind of spreads out a little bit more. No, that doesn't take that long to build out a few different email campaigns, right? I mean, a lot of people won't put time into it, but I, th I do agree, like putting that personal touch on it mm -hmm. makes it, even though it is automated, it, it looks like it came from a human being, not a robot. Right. And I think that's really important because we get form emails from everyone all the time. And I don't want to get lost in the noise because if they need help, I want to be there to help them. Do you have any idea, if you don't, that's okay, but like how many, how many leads is it taking you right now to get to a closing? So um, with, with the PPC ads so far, I've gotten about 400 leads. Um, I have four deals that will be completed by the end of this month um, that I've done. So that's like one out of a hundred, but I've also filled my pipeline. So I still have like eight to 12 other people who are still talking to me. We're getting them on pace to, to 
you know, start shopping for the homes when they're ready. So I have those conversations with them almost weekly. I talk to people. So that's, yeah, that's a good, um, a good percentage actually, because, you know, Google cold leads are kind of the hardest, um, you know, if you close these out, you'll be three to 4%, which is kind of actually in the upper band of, of where people, you know, sit with them. Uh, any idea on the cost per lead? Yeah, so right now my cost per lead is about $10.78, $10.78. But you know, for me that's worth it because um, I'm actually seeing a return. I'm doing really well. So I think if your follow-up is good and you are making sure that your client is your focus, I just see that getting better. Right. Well, Um, even even if you close one out of 100, but you'll you'll probably end up at three or four out of 100, but just one out of 100, you know, simple math, that's like 1,100 bucks. For closing, right? And your, I'm sure your average commission check is a lot higher than that, right? Yeah, yeah. So my average commission checks can be anywhere from, I would say the average is about ten thousand. So, so you're getting about a ten to one return on this investment, um, which is great. You know, I think you need a like a two, three x, four x really to have something that is scalable right so that someday you can have team members you know do these so to be at 10x you're you're well above where you need to be and it may even be 20 30x right when these other closings come in so so far a great investment for you do you think it's something that's scalable like could you pour more dollars into it and get get more closable leads at the same kind of ratio i think i could the the problem for me is i'm just a single agent at this moment It's real estate, I think, you know, with the hyper-fast model, if you have a team, that's what makes it scalable. No one person can carry everything up the hill. You need a group. So I'm just trying to get to that foundation so I can bring other people to work with me. What uh, what other lead sources are you having success with? Um, mailers work really well for me. Um, I work with an investor, so that's been pretty great. Um, I do ask for referrals from my clients. I'm not sure why a lot of realtors are afraid to ask for referrals. Um, for me, like I've done a good job. I want you to love me and I want your friends to love me. So introduce us. Um, so referrals and mailers is, is the other one that I get most of my business from. Hold that thought for a second. Are you a new real estate agent looking to jumpstart your career? Or perhaps you are an experienced agent looking to build and scale and get to the next level. If you are, I've got great news for you. After building and scaling multiple real estate businesses, I am now taking my real estate team to all 50 states. In fact, it's going to be international. I'm going to offer cutting edge technology, training in lead generation, team building, investing, and additional opportunities to build revenue streams. If you are interested and want to learn more about this opportunity, send me a text message directly to my cell phone, 703-638-4393. Again, text me at 703-638-4393. All right, now going going back, uh, just so people get perspective of how you started off, your first year, I think you did 1.7 million in volume. Yeah. Um, But you, you had a strategy that, I haven't heard a lot of, we mentioned it briefly before the show, but it was, you were partnering with other people to help get deals or how, how did you, 
do that? So basically, um, I started out and I found my own leads through mailers, talking to people, literally walking around the plaza, handing out my card. Um, and I was able to drum up 10 transactions. I asked other more experienced realtors to help me out just so I could kind of learn the process of a deal from lead source all the way to closing. Um, and I just studied the other realtors I was working with so I could learn from them, learn like their good habits, their bad habits, what to keep, what to let go. That wouldn't work for me. Um, and that gave me a lot of confidence in my second year to seek coaching and then to just kind of push all my efforts into it because I felt like, okay, I have a good foundation. I see how this works. Um, and now I'm just going to go for it. What, um, yeah, I, I like that, that strategy actually where you, you're kind of learning from a bunch of different experienced people and getting help on your deals. Uh, what were some of the like, big takeaways you learned from the agents that were more successful that you saw that first year? Um, the most successful agents are the ones that, in my opinion, and what I saw, are the ones that follow up that make sure that they're educating their clients along the way because I saw that some people did not do that and their clients were kind of confused all the time and it was making things more emotional. So if you're educating on the way and explaining things on the way, it makes for a much smoother transaction. Also, being um, more over-communicating than under-communicating seemed to work really well for them because they were anticipating being proactive rather than reactive through their deals. I think that's a good one to remember because sometimes as agents we get so familiar, you know, as we're doing multiple transactions a month that we just kind of assume people should know this. So in our mind, we're communicating the right amount of information, but from the client's perspective, it's not enough. So probably a lot of times when we think we're over communicating, for most buyers and sellers, it's probably like the right level. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too, um, at least in my market, a lot of people have been in their home for like 20 years and now they're getting ready to, you know, downsize or whatever. They sold a home a long time ago right. and things have changed a lot. It's a completely different process. Right. And so <laughs> I try to support that with like emails like, okay, this is what's next. Okay, this is what's after this. And so they know what to expect. And I think humans in general just like to know what's coming around the corner. So that's made things a lot easier for me. What were you doing before you got into real estate and why did you decide to make that jump? So I'm kind of um, one of those people who likes to try different things. Um, I have a master's degree in marriage and family therapy, so I was a crisis therapist in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I worked on the mobile crisis team and I worked as a CPS stabilization worker. So my job was to stabilize uh, foster children in their resource homes. Um, and then after that, um, I was a academic counselor for a little bit, and then I was a Montessori teacher for a little while, and now I'm a realtor. <laughs> it seems like a great background for probably you a know, lot of the, you know, a lot of the issues you probably deal with as a realtor. You, you got a better perspective now on what's really a big deal and what's not. Yeah, and it's really helpful because when I see people getting emotional, I can say, okay, let's take a minute. And we can kind of address where those feelings are coming from, and then we can move forward knowing that, you know, we handled that, so. All right, well, we know uh, 2022, you're on pace to more than double what you did in your first year. What are your goals for 2023 and beyond? 2023, I would really like to start to build my team. Like, that's always what I've wanted to do since I figured out, oh, I can do this real estate thing. 
Um, I want to bring other people into the fold. I want to create a good culture. Um, and I just want to continue helping people buying and selling their homes. I really love it. All right. Well, before we wrap up, I always do a hyper fast round. If you're ready for some rapid fire Q&A. Oh, goodness. Okay. You'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Um, contact, contact your leads early and often um, and make sure you're setting up a plan in your calendar to call people. Block your time. Common mistake you see experienced realtors making? Um, not giving enough time to sit with your client and really figure out what their end goal is. Um, because I think people sometimes just go over what that client's actual goal is just to get to the end of the sale. And that's what I see sometimes create problems. What's been your biggest challenge in the business and how'd you overcome it? Um, my own confidence. Like I was always scared to talk to people and it's just people. Just go out there, do it, and you'll get better at it. All right, when you're not selling homes, what are you most likely doing? Hiking, drawing, and reading. All right, last one. Where do you see yourself five years from now? Hopefully I have a team um, of at least five people with me, and I just want to continue to grow my real estate business uh, in Santa Fe. All right, well, thank you for being on the show. Before we sign off, if people want to get in touch with you about buying or selling a home or just to connect with you on social media, how should they do that? So my website is KristaSells505.com. Um, you can find me on TikTok under Krista underscore Santa Fe. Same thing with uh, Instagram. So. All right, well, thank you so much for being on the show. To all of our listeners and viewers out there, thank you for tuning in. Please leave us some feedback. Give us some comments and share this episode with people that you think would benefit from these amazing lessons. We'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and go to hyperfastagent.com to learn about upcoming in-person and online events. And don't forget to share this show with someone that you think could benefit from hearing it and make sure you subscribe on YouTube or anywhere that you can find podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed that video, and if you want to see more, click right here. And if you want 100 real estate tips from my best-selling book, click right here to download them instantly. And if you're new to this channel, click below to subscribe.